What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Lost Boys Podcast, episode 22. Today, we talked about how to deal with jealousy in a long-distance relationship. We love you guys, and we hope you enjoy. Yeah, 100%. I felt bad this morning because I got up. I said I was going to go to the gym. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, shoot. I only got 45 minutes, and I was like, if I go to the gym, I'll only be there for like 15 minutes, and then I got to get back for 8.30, start this podcast, and I was like, I'll just go for a walk or something, and uh, I, I'll, I'll go after, right? But I felt bad, because I want to be a guy that keeps my word. That's one thing I appreciate about you. But mm. uh, what I, my point is, sometimes, no, not sometimes, all the time, mm. when you're in the midst of just the suck which is just a part of life. Yeah. Like you you kind of just have to accept it, right? You You're going to have yeah, really, yeah. really tough days. Yeah. You just got to put your head down hmm. and inch forward. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like uh, it's like in a battle, you, you just can't lose ground. Hmm. You know, so you're going to get good. knocked back and then you just keep inching forward, inching forward, inching forward. And so for me, you know, anxiety can be a very crippling thing, mm. right? And um, how, in what way there? Well, I we were talking about it this morning where positive emotion causes you to go, yes, but negative yes. emotion causes you to stop. Yeah. And if you're prone to negative emotion uh, like I am, where I'm, I'm fairly prone to anxiety, if I don't exercise regularly, sleep well, yeah, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll be prone to anxiety. But it causes me to stop, mm. to not want to do anything, to not want to leave even my bed, mm. right? Mm. And so sometimes what you have to do is get up and just move somewhere and it starts to help you know what i'm saying a hundred percent and i think it's not just you bro it's everyone it's it's those back to those you know forty thousand thoughts a day those fifty thousand subconscious thoughts that we don't even really know that going on that are self-talk thoughts just the self-talk thoughts you got to think forty thousand self-talk thoughts a day you're saying to yourself subconsciously without you really even noticing because it happens so much that that's where you're living a life of that's where you can see with everyone right now like and even for myself at times it's like i realize when i give into the momentum of just life of life is just going and i'm like oh my goodness have you ever heard when you've obviously heard oh this week's already done it went by so quick yeah 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 destination everyone's destination focus every single day and they start to get in this trend of life that life just keeps happening and it's going to keep happening. And I think for myself too, when I'm going through those storms in life, remembering that I got to be as honest as I can with myself. That's the biggest thing It's just be honest with yourself and have the conviction that it it is just you versus you. And that should be our focuses. And I think oftentimes in life, our focus starts to get pulled away to other things like focusing on other people and other situations in our Mm -hmm. lives. Mm -hmm. So I think channeling that into a way of, I wake up and it's just me versus me. So I don't care if, okay, I'm two minutes late from getting out of bed. You got to watch those little stuff. I've been noticing. I've been really taking account. You got to watch those little things. You're too harsh on yourself? Those will actually kill you in the long run. Yeah. I was so like every single day I wanted to look like this same day pretty much systematically. But I started breaking it down. I'm like, no, I just have these things I got to get done today. And stuff's going to happen in the day. Yes. I'm going to try to initiate everything I can. But I just got to get all these done sure. and then I'm good. Sure. So I think not having a time crunch will give yourself discipline is a 
Hard That's thing. good stuff. But That's yeah. good stuff. Okay, we've got two questions. One yeah, of them yeah. is from me. Mm. Uh, for oh. you because I got a question for you. The the other Love one it. is uh, we got a question from a listener. By the way, guys, send in your questions to lostboysquestions at gmail.com and we will respond anonymously mm. uh, to your, we will answer your question. Uh, so we won't include your name. The first is from me. So mm. one thing I've always appreciated about you, bro, and consistently, this you've been so consistent at this. <laughs> for I think I've known you for two years now. Yeah. Right? Okay. The first mm-hmm. time I met you, you had a great impression on everyone in my family because we're all like, oh, dude, we're going to meet Summer's boyfriend. It's going to be awesome. And so, we, oh, and so everyone met you, and then yeah. we all walked away going, oh, dude. This dude is perfect for yeah, a family. Too kind, Absolutely man. perfect. They, she, he's perfect for summer. Perfect for everything. this guy's a stud, right? So we all we all absolutely loved you. And I thought to myself, wow, that's what a great impression you mm. left. Mm. And you, consistently bro. since then, even when you're at home, okay, you never turn it off. This is amazing. Mm. That you. charisma, confidence, uh, battery charging energy mm. that you give off to everyone. And I see it with, even with Summer, I see it with me, and I, I live with you, bro, and you still mm. do this to me, which I, I deeply appreciate. With everyone in your life, you're very charismatic, you're very confident, and you consistently lift up people. Oh, man, I appreciate so, that. So, question for you. <laughs> you're too kind, brother. Question for you. Um, I feel like my personality has taken a hit over the last two years mm. uh, because of covid Mm. So I haven't, I haven't been spending a lot of time with people. I, I hang out with my, my little brother, but yeah. he doesn't count. You know, we're family. So, you know, but, but like real social interaction with, with um, acquaintances and stuff where mm. you have to practice that charisma and confidence huge, and stuff. Huge. I haven't done a lot of that because there's not a lot of parties and not a lot of events and stuff like that, right? Mm. Um, and going to church online and all this. So I'm not meeting the same Changed. people every week. You know what I'm saying, right? Huge, huge. So I feel like my personality is... Is in a little bit of a slump right now, and I've been mm. wondering. Uh, you know, I've, I've been working on little micro routines mm-hmm. to to get back into the habit. But what advice would you have for me mm. to improve charisma and confidence after going through this season of COVID? Man, that's a great question. Charisma. I'll start with confidence. Confidence comes in a sense. I just know the formula in a sense for myself. And I think finding the formula for yourself is good. First off, thank you for all those kind words, man. It's way too generous. Way too nice out here. Right back at you, bro. Confidence for me, my confidence comes strictly from being a man of my own word. That's where my confidence comes from. It's There's something I read this week that touches on this. I can't live my life in future tense and I can't live my life in past tense. You know, what has already happened has happened and what is going to happen I can't control in a sense to a degree. I can't... Me worrying about it, in a sense, isn't going to change what's going to happen. But me, see, I can change that perspective on my future, though. So that's with COVID, um, for confidence, for me, it's I'm always looking at something, yes, but I'm reminding myself to be present in the moment, knowing who I am and loving who I am. That's the hardest thing in this life. And the moment you start really loving yourself, I think natural charisma and confidence starts to be produced. And... The road of that, I think, takes time. But I think for myself, it's being honest with who I am and what I expect from myself each day. Mm-hmm. And then what everyone else expects from me, well, well, it's always being surpassed, I would say, just because I hold myself to a higher standard. So for you, a lot of that confidence comes from 
keeping contracts with yourself. Is that what you're saying? Huge, yeah. My work being put in. Like if I know, I see. Well, look at 75 Hard, for example. Yeah, who was the guy that created that? Yeah, uh, Andy Frisella. Okay. He's a great guy. Real yeah. honest, kind of like a David Goggins type of guy. Yeah. But today is day 56, and it's been 55 days straight for me at the gym and one home workout I've done. Mm. So it's been, that's where confidence gets produced. It's 55 days straight of lifting weights in the gym and 55 right. days straight of walking outside. Right. For myself, I think, I know my confidence does come from the Lord. But I need to produce that every day. So you say this question of how do I gain charisma? Dude, honestly, I couldn't even answer that really. I just, I am uniquely who I am. And I've realized in my life and through COVID that I, I haven't had the same interactions, but it's done more good for me actually. And it's realized that less interactions in my life actually have been more positive in this season because I've been able to grow so much more. Yeah, you've been grinding away. Yeah, I've been in just kind of in my zone and just doing me. Yep. And the, I've narrowed down the people in my life because my confidence, my charisma, that, that would come from association, right? Mm -hmm. So that's a positive to you. It's positive mm -hmm. to Jeremy. It's a positive to people in my life, right? So I think with narrowing down the circle of friends you have and having people that are constantly building you up, it's a pretty easy step, if you're being honest with yourself, to be confident in a sense. Ah, so right. if, if you tighten up that social circle Huge, yeah, and yeah. you're careful with who you associate with, all of a sudden your personality is being shaped into the average, you know, into the, like an aggregate of, mm. of the people around you. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how do I summarize this for everyone? If you want to be more confident, your word has to mean something for you. Step one. Yeah. That's and good. if your word doesn't mean something to you, uh, you got to just break that down and be honest with yeah, that breakdown. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. I'll do an example. Um, you know, I want to be more confident in just talking to people. Okay. Uh, well, when was the last time I talked to somebody? Mm. And then if I'm focusing on being confident when I'm talking to somebody, do I genuinely care what they're saying then? Or yeah. am I focused on just what I'm saying? So I'm building myself. Yeah. See, I think a selfishness of life and selflessness of life go hand in hand in confidence. That's but excellent. Yeah, for me, bro, it's just producing results. So it's me reading every single day. It's me getting up early every day. Yep. And the days I don't do that, I'm my worst critic. Uh, and I've been kind of changing my views on certain things with that, with that work that gets put in every day. Oh, that's, a, that's an excellent insight mm. because you, you hit the nail on the head. So I noticed that, that it's it more, more so than just the two years of COVID you know what actually caused my personality and the way that I interact with other people to take a hit? How was you know what it was? What's it was that? six months ago. There was something I said I was going to do and I didn't do it. Whew. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I still think about it. Do you know that rule? Go ahead. It, for creating a new habit, obviously, it takes 90 days if you look at it, right? Yeah. And the biggest thing is who you are today, yep. you got to look at yourself 90 days ago. Mm. That's a big thing. That's a big thing. So that's the only time I'll start looking back is to say, I need to change that. And that's why today my word means much to me. And it's not even that it's my word. It's just, I know I'll fall into a pattern. If yeah. I don't read today, that could now affect me in 90 days and producing the results I want to produce in 90 yes, days. Dude. So it's that perspective that really helps me, bro. Yes, but I think dude. that's huge. Definitely. Because, because, you know, we were talking before about stubborn conviction. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I'm a guy with stubborn conviction, man. Mm -hmm. The stuff that I've done, like traveling to other countries and stuff. Very much so. Um, More than me with that travel. Yeah, man. Like, like the places I've been to are hard. Oh yeah. Hard, and I've been through it. Mm. Experienced poverty and hunger and suffering. 
and disease. And, uh, but there's a part of me that really loved it, but stubbornly pushing through, Hmm. right? I said I was going to go to China. I went to China. Yeah. Right? And all these things that add up. But eventually, or I said I was going to do my master's degree. I'm doing my master's degree. Whatever it is, right? Hmm. But there was one thing six months ago where I said I was going to do it and I didn't do it. And it's, do you mind me asking what that was? Uh, don't want to talk about it on the podcast. Perfect. Love it. Yeah, I, kept, yeah. I, I made a promise to myself. Yep. Right on. And I didn't keep it. Bad. And it still haunts me. Hmm. And hmm. so, you know, and so I gave it to God and I talked about it. And Amen. I, I talked to some mentors and stuff. But, but there's a part of me that feels like, oh, man, hmm. you got to start back from square one, man. You're back into the bottom of the hill. You got to start keeping promises to yourself again. You know what I'm saying? I want that thought, bro, because that thought's huge, what you just said. Keep start, you know, keeping promising to myself. I think the biggest thing I've heard, and even just for myself, it's uh, we got to actually understand to the full degree that it is. Today is a new day. Can we just take that in for a second? Like, actually yeah. take it in for what it is. Yeah. We are so programmed to live off the previous day. And just like you're saying, too, it's hard because it's like, mm. oh, I'm doing this thing again. Oh, okay, I'll start tomorrow. Or I'll start. It's just, just do it today. It's whatever you need to decide to do, just do it today because yourself tomorrow is going to thank yourself tomorrow. And if you feel like quitting something, tell yourself you're going to quit tomorrow. And then when you get tomorrow, say that again. Whatever it is, the way you got to trick that mind in a way to work for you and not against you. Because we are honestly naturally programmed, I feel, to work against ourselves every single day if we're trying to follow the way society is calling us to live. We are programmed to live against our identity. Mm. So that you get these thoughts, and that's something too is, I love how your mind goes there, bro. And you're very way more intellectual with, you know, philosophy, all this kind of stuff and the way the mind works. And that's why I love talking to you about it. But I think for your biggest thing, if you start today, it's a good day. And you're going to thank yourself now six months down the line from that. Hmm. And understanding that it's okay to have a thing that you miss in an hour. But that next hour, you should be focused on actually getting that done. Excellent. And that's a compounding effect of life, I find is finding your balance, not mm-hmm. my balance. Because my balance looks a lot different than your balance and yeah. your balance looks different than mine. Yeah. But it's finding your own balance and being happy with the results you're producing in your life. Excellent. And if you're not producing the results you want, then you're going to just have to switch up a couple of things yep. and then see how they produce. It's all this, it's crazy, bro. It's a game of just switching little things here in your mind constantly and doing different things each day. Yeah. Again, so, so it's crazy. So it's so funny because you, you start to aggregate all these micro habits yeah. where you have all of these little things that you do every day. Yeah. And those are the things that make the biggest difference, man. Huge, man. That's what all these successful people have said too. When I started doing these little things in a day, I produced those results I wanted. It's so funny. I, I follow, I think it's called Entrepreneurship Facts or something yeah, on, yeah, uh, yeah, on yeah. Insta. <laughs> so and good, they're always dude. like, you know, seven habits to become a millionaire, eight, oh, eight yeah. things to do to make 100K or whatever, right? But all of them are little things that you do every day. They yes. say, get seven hours of sleep, wake up early, yeah. work out three times a week, eat good food. It's all the same same stuff. The stuff that you know you're supposed to do, but nobody does it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's those little things that, that start to add up. Hmm. And those things absolutely change your life. Gary hmm. V said the other day, he's like, he's like, we need to change what people think of as successful. Success yes. is not a million dollars oh. in the bank. Success is actually waking up every morning and, and, and feeling good about yourself. Yes, bro. 100%. And I really liked that. Hmm. that. That was really good. Now, my peace comes from God, right? But hmm. there's also a sense in which when I'm not being the man that God is calling me to be, mm. I'm not in a good mood. No, no. Right? 100%. And so really what it is, is it's like Psalm 16 where where, where uh, David says, you know, 
you lead me in the path of life. Mm. So God sets out this disciplined path before you that's hard. It's mm. hard to walk. But he expects you to do it. He's calling you to do it. And mm. so there's pleasure in, in Psalm 16. It also says, um, uh, you lead me in the path of life. Um, in your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand, there's pleasure forevermore. Mm. And so we're pursuing like the pleasure of God that comes with his call, mm. right? Mm. So once I'm walking down that path, oh, all of a sudden, every single step that I walk down that path feels good. Mm. So that's waking up early every morning and doing whatever it is that I got to do to be the disciplined man of God that God is calling me to be. If, if, if one of the fruit of the Spirit is self-control, I better start working on that. Well said. That's who God is calling me to be. So it's, it's not necessarily a selfish thing. Yeah. Or it's, if it is a selfish thing, it's the good kind of selfish. Because mm. you need to serve yourself before you can serve others. It's like you put your own oxygen mask on before you can put the oxygen mask onto the person next to you. And well, so there's a sense in which you need to craft yourself into a rock-solid, convicted, controlled man of God so that you can go and bless other people. And how do you do that? That's every single day work. Yeah, every single day. And and I think some people think it's going to just be a recipe where everything just starts clicking and falling into place in their mm. life. And I think that's just... It's a false reality I think we all like to live in. I have a question for you quickly Go here. Ahead. How do you measure success and failure in your life? That's a deep question, but that's a huge question. Because that's a big question I read today in the book, and I, and I had to take a little bit and write it down. Sure. But how do I measure success and failure in my life? Okay. In 1 Corinthians 10, it says, um, whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. And uh, sometimes the glory of God can be a, a little bit of a, an enigmatic term. It's kind of tough to define. What mm. does glory mean, right? Something's glorious. What does that mean? I think you can imagine, you, you can picture it like light. You know, if the sun is glorious, it means it's shining brightly, right? And Jesus said uh, in, I think it's Matthew 5, you're the light of the world. Mm. A city that's set on a hill cannot be hidden. Mm-hmm. So there's a sense in which everything that I do Mm. I am a light mm. and either I'm going to be a candle or I'm going to be like one of those megawatt flashlights mm-hmm. that, you know, <laughs> but in reality, at the end of the day, I'm more, I'm less like a flashlight and more like a mirror. Mm. It's Very God's cool. light shining through me. Yeah. I love okay? that. bro. Great and so no matter what it is that I'm doing, I'm talking about literally anything. Mm. do my order over at Starbucks? Did I smile at the barista? Did I ask her how her day was going? Did I make her feel listened to and appreciated? In that sense, I imitated the person of Christ. And to the degree to which I imitate Jesus in everything that I do, I am being the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Mm. And so if I imitate Jesus in every single aspect of my life, people will see Jesus in every single aspect of my life. And so the way that I measure success is, am I a light that reflects the glory, the heart, the character, the virtue of God Mm. in everything that I think, do, say, and feel? So That's how I measure success. Dude, I love that, bro. And I love, you can see your morals come into the play is the biggest thing. And that's the answer he said too. Uh, Morals tie into what you measure success and failure at in your own life. Mm. And a big thing is, is, how you measure success is often the time how you're more or less feeling about yourself, right? So you can measure success yeah. in a sense, I've done this today. But now once you start doing these things, I'm just saying, 
someone says someone jumps on your schedule, what you do every single day, yeah. and they rep it out for three days, four days, a week in a row. Yeah, they're gonna be feeling pretty good. Yeah. What about you've been doing it for two years? Mm. Starts to feel like okay, and you add on more as you go. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. There's only so much you can do in a day, so you pick the ones that really effectively work for you. Yeah. But yeah, it stop stops producing what it used to produce for you. Yeah. That feeling, at least, it it starts to numb. I I think you're right. I, yeah. I I think there's a sense in which I I I must be challenged every day. Yeah. 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 Um. You know, I used to do these hard trips. Yeah. Yeah. Where huge. I, I used to travel around the world and like live in these places where it's like. It's brutal. I don't know how you it's did that, brutal, man. man. You know, I, I, I got these crazy stories of just like, oh yeah, you know, like I, this is forty pounds ago. I'm one eighty five right now. This is forty <laughs> pounds ago, dude. I'm walking around like a stick. Mm. Got, got got all these viruses. Got pneumonia. I got like, and uh, I'm I'm like in jungles with spiders the size of my face. You know, like you can see the little Literally. mandibles, the oh, little teeth on the man. front. Who freak you out? But um, I but uh, since COVID happened, yeah. I've been chilling here. <laughs> you know, I'm a, a worship director and I play guitar on Sunday and I'm just like, dude, uh, you know, lately I've been considering, I've been like, dude, your life isn't hard enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's because my I life have. used to be hard. Yeah. And then now I've been chilling. Yeah. I mean, I work, don't get me wrong, like I work 40, 50, 60 hours a week, but yeah. I'm, it's, it's, not, it's not hard yeah. the, the same way it used to be. And if it's not hard, I, I find it's, it's not that meaningful for me. Big time, bro. And so I was a lot happier. This is, this is the funniest thing, man, because it's the opposite of what you want in the moment. But I was a lot happier when I was suffering. Like when I was doing work. It's funny you say that now. Yeah. When I was doing work that I thought was so meaningful, yeah. like reaching people with the gospel mm. in, in, in tribes and in cities and in places where they haven't heard it before. Like that was so cool. You know, I did that for five mm. years, traveling around, and now I'm chilling here. Yeah. It's and I, I got this goal of building a church, which one day I'm going to hit yeah. in a couple of years, but uh, Lord willing. But for now, I'm studying, I'm doing my master's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I go to work, I do this, I do that, I do small groups and stuff. Very, very cool stuff, but it's not, I don't suffer. Yeah. I mean, I go to the gym. But I don't suffer as much as I used to, mm. and uh, I'm not as happy now as I was when you were. when I was 135 pounds in Mexico or in Panama or in El Salvador or in Cuba. So, it, but isn't that weird? It's a testimony, man. Is what isn't it that is. weird? It's huge, huge, and it's it's good you realize that too, because when someone's in a storm and the other person's not in the storm, realizing that when you're in the storm is the hardest thing. Yeah. So you understanding that is, that's a cookie in the cookie jar in a sense to look back on. Oh, not only Huge. not only Huge. am I intensely grateful for the suffering that I've gone through, mm. I actually want a little bit more of it. Like I, because ah, wow. I'm I'm just too cushy over here. Mm. You know, I go to the ocean one morning. <laughs> yeah, we should go. To but the you ocean. know what I mean? Like we should go to the little ocean. triggers like that. That's a little mm. yeah, yeah. I love that, bro. All right, let's hit up this question sent in from lostplacequestions at gmail.com. Okay. Uh, one of our listeners sends in this question. I mostly deal with jealousy of my boyfriend's friends. He has a lot of female friends that he's known before me. He reassures me that they're only friends and he doesn't see them in that way. And he only loves me romantically. He's given me no reason to distrust him. Uh, and I've actually met a lot of his friends. We're long distance, so I don't hang out with them often. I've only met them when we visit. I know it's mostly an issue with my own heart. 
and with me. And he's very sweet and understanding about it. He reminds me to give my feelings to God and talk with him. We've been doing really well recently and I feel good. The feelings mostly arise when he's hanging out with them. Any Mm. advice? I love that. First off, good job on your mans too for saying put it before the Lord. That's awesome. I love that. Man of God. And reassuring you. That's, I think, a huge thing. And good for you for being so wise and taking like extreme ownership in the case of owning that it could be your own thing. I think that's the biggest step. That was the thing that I respected most about. That's massive respect. This question. Yep. You want to take it away? So there's an interesting, um, there's an interesting exception to this question that it's, it's long distance. So my answer changes because the first time I read this through, I thought to myself, okay, how do you deal with jealousy uh, of, you know, your boyfriend going and hang out with, with other people, but it's long distance. That's an interesting flaw. Um, Long distance is tough. I've done it. It's, uh, and jealousy is a part of it for sure. I think there's a sense in which you it, it would be good for him to go out of his way to reassure you and it seems like that's what he's doing. Praise God for that. That is awesome. And he's pointing you back to God. I love this guy. This is fantastic. He's he's asking you to give your feelings to God. Hold on to this guy. I like him already. Uh so far from what you've said to him. You also said he's given me no reason to distrust him. Okay, hold on to that fact. Okay, that's, that's awesome. Remind yourself of that. Uh, the problem arises mostly when he's hanging out with them. Okay, I get that because, you know, hey, um, if if Oak and Sum are out on the town, uh, girls are going to be less likely to fl- flirt with Oak and guys are going to be less likely to flirt with Sum if they're together, yep. right? But yeah, if yeah. they're not together, then there's the chance for flirtation, right? And so then there's a sense in which there's this lingering question. Now, you probably don't believe that your boyfriend would ever, you know, go for someone else or flirt with someone else or or whatever, but there might be a lingering doubt. Yeah. yeah. A lingering doubt. Be. Maybe just 1% of you that the thought crosses your mind, mm. right? Uh, which can be tough. I might be barking up the wrong tree here, but but just... But but go with it for a second. I think maybe there's a part of you, even though you know you've said you said there you have no reason to distrust him. Yeah, that's right? huge. Which tells me that you've thought about trusting him, right? Mm. Which tells me, okay, you've asked yourself, well, would he ever flirt with someone else? And then you say to yourself, well, no, he's given me no reason to distrust him. But the question still arose in the first place. Yeah, and it causes anxiety, right? Which is understandable. I would say this, anytime you experience anxiety, anxiety is like a dragon, okay? Mm. You can't defeat a whole dragon. You're standing, uh, pic- picture a dragon that's 30 feet tall, okay? He's got a giant red tail, he breathes fire, okay? He's got these crazy looking eyes and uh, he's standing right in front of you and all you got is a little dinky sword, you know? And you gotta defeat this dragon. Well, it's it's too much, it's too big. It's t- all at once. It's all right in front of you, right? Mm. And it's dark in front of you. Yeah. Right? So you can't quite see where it is. You know it's this giant looming thing, but mm. you can't even see where it's, where's its tail. You can kind of see its eyes flitter back and forth. But, but it's tough because there's a sense in which there's this big looming mystery yeah. Yeah, right yeah. in front of you. And it causes you to feel anxious. Right? So what's, what's the key? You got to turn that dragon into sushi. Okay? You got to chop, <laughs> chop it up. 
chop up the tail, okay, and turn it into small little bite-sized parts. In your mind, it's this big thing. You got to turn it into a small thing. That's how you control anxiety. So one of the ways you would do that is, is you would instantiate small micro-routine habits. Now, that's for anxiety in general. But in this specific case, there's this looming question, right? I feel jealousy. These girls might try to flirt with my guy. How would that make him feel, mm. right? You, so, so, so there's this looming question of, uh, number one, can I trust him? E- even though there might be a part of you that knows that you can, still the question is there. Yeah. Still the question is there. And there might be a part of you that, that experiences FOMO where you're like, uh, you know, I, I'm missing out on all this fun that he's having. But it seems like it's, it's the girls particularly that, that you're worried about, right? Which I respect. Yeah. Hey, je- it, so first of all, don't feel bad for feeling bad. Mm. Jealousy is a character is is a character attribute of God, okay? Jealousy is a good thing. If you love someone romantically, okay? That is a there's a sense in which that's a commitment that is meant for you two, right? And it's not for anyone else. And so jealousy is a good thing. That's you going, "I love this person so much that I don't want to share them." Okay, well, that's actually a reasonable thing. Okay, so don't feel bad for feeling bad, right? I, I've fallen into that trap before. That leads to some bad places. It's okay for you to feel jealous, okay? It's just not okay for you to stay there. Yeah, okay? yeah, that's, yeah okay? that's So address it, address mm. it. It's okay, right? Everyone gets jealous, and it's actually a good sign. Yeah. It's a good sign that you feel jealous. It means you really like this guy, right? Huge. The second thing I would say is, um, in counseling, when sometimes I'll have therapeutic conversations with myself, I'll sit on the edge of my bed and I'll ask myself questions like a therapist, like, well, how does that make you feel? And then I'll literally respond out loud to myself. Very cool. So I'll I'll counsel myself, right? And and I'll go back and forth and back and forth. One of the things that I do is I ask myself, so what? And I'm not saying that in a dismissive way, like, so what? It doesn't matter. That's not the point of the question. The point of the question is actually, if this happened, so what? What would the consequences be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. So what you got to ask yourself is this. Let's say there's a 1% chance in your mind. You think there's a 1% chance or even a 0.1% chance that maybe some girl would flirt with your guy at a party. And maybe there'd be a part of him that would kind of like it because maybe he hasn't seen you guys are long distance and he hasn't seen you in three months. And you think to yourself, oh, maybe he feels kind of lonely because, you know, we, go, we don't get to be together. And, and maybe some girl flirts with him and it makes him feel a certain kind of way. And maybe there's a 0.1% chance of that happening. And it makes him feel a certain kind of way. Okay. Well, <laughs> now, okay, you know the question that's coming here, right? So what? I don't mean to be harsh. But, but ask yourself... If that happened, okay, what would that mean? Mm. Right now, the answer to that question is a giant dragon of chaos in front of you, Mm. okay? What you got to do is in your mind, turn the lights on and start chopping up that dragon into little bits, Mm. okay? So how how exactly would that look? Okay, well, first of all, um, people feel attraction to other people in relationships, I know that's a scary thing for you to hear right now, but it's true, it's particularly with guys, okay? So, look, 
there are going to be times when your dude is going to feel attraction to other people. That is a bitter pill to swallow, but it's true, okay? You got to trust him to have the self-control to deal with that, hmm. okay? Um, so that's one little bit of the dragon chopped up, but you're going to have to do the rest of this in your own mind. But ask yourself, if somebody flirted with him and it made him feel a certain kind of way, what would the consequences be? I like this. Okay. I like this. So he feels a little bit of attraction. Okay. He goes home. He, he deals with that attraction. He goes, he recognizes it within himself and he goes, okay, I got a girlfriend. I'm, I, I ain't doing this. You know, that's, there's no room for that. And then, and then it's done. But let's say it, it, it continues, mm. right? Let's say it continues and things progress from there. And he, okay, this is going to sound very, very scary, what I'm about to say, okay? But I, this is the only way to deal with the anxiety because otherwise you're going to be an anxious person for the rest of time wondering, oh, I wonder if some girl's going to flirt with him. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Okay. Huge, so huge. this is the only way to kill the dragon of chaos in front of you is to turn the lights on and actually look at it, mm. okay? Because right now you don't want to look at it probably, right? Let's say he meets someone that he likes a little bit more. Okay, yikes. You probably just... <laughs> Let's say he does. And then the question would be, what would the consequences be of that? Let's say he, he meets someone that he likes a little bit more and he decides, you know what? I would rather be with this person than with you. Okay. Now that's probably at the heart of your anxiety is even though you, you, you might think, well, that would never happen. I trust him. There's no way that could ever happen. Still, at the very, 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 very bottom of your question, there's probably just a, a little, little, tiny little part of you that, that questions. What if, what if somebody flirted with him, made him feel a certain kind of way, and then he liked them more than he likes me because I'm so far away and he never sees me, but he, he could see someone else in person and then he, they might f make him feel a way that I can't make him feel because I'm not there. I love this. Okay. Alrighty. So then what do you do? Oh, dang. You got to go through in your mind and ask yourself, okay, if he did find someone else that he liked more, what exactly would that look like? Mm. Okay. So now, instead of being attached in an unhealthy way where you feel like your world would fall apart, and I'm not, I'm not accusing you of this. I'm just saying, hey, I, I felt like this before. This might be your case. I don't know enough details, but it might be your case, and maybe this will help. But there might be a part of you that might think, my world would fall apart. Mm. I would be so, so, so broken mm. if he found someone else that he liked more and things didn't work between us. Yeah, That would hurt so, so bad, right? But Which, hey, reasonable. You know, we, we, we've all been there. We've all been in love before. Like, we've all, we've all felt like, man, if I lost this person, this would really, really hurt. Yeah. But right now, that hurt is the dragon. I love that, bro. So explore in your mind. This is what I would encourage you to do in order to help with the anxiety. If you want to get rid of the anxiety, this is the only way to do it, okay? It's to look at the thing that you don't want to look at, okay? If you're afraid of elevators, you know what you do? You go with a therapist and they make you stand like 30 feet away from an elevator and they make you stare at it till you're bored. 
and then you go 10 feet away from an, an elevator till you're bored. And then they make you touch the elevator with one finger and you do that until you get bored. And then you step into the elevator and you'll do that for a week until you get bored. Interesting. And so what do you have to do? You have to get bored. In other words, comfortable mm. with the idea of being able to let go. Yeah. Okay. So that if this relationship didn't work out and now understand me, I'm saying this guy's awesome. This guy sounds great. Stick with him. Don't leave him. He's fantastic. Okay. And it seems like you guys have a healthy relationship and he's encouraging you. And that's awesome. I'm not saying that this is not going to work out. I'm, this is fantastic. Okay. This guy sounds great. What I am saying is the only way to have a healthy relationship where you're, you're attached in a healthy way and not in a codependent way, not where he's your whole world and if he left, then your world will crumble, is to sit down on the edge of your bed and take five deep breaths and then ask yourself, what exactly would my life look like if we weren't together? That's a raw feeling to Really to ask that. yourself that. And you know what you'll find? You will find if you really, really, really chopped it up and thought about it, you would be okay. You would be okay. And so that's, that's what it means to kill the, the dragon of chaos in the dark in front of you. That's what it means to not be scared of the boogeyman in the closet is to turn the lights on and look at the closet till you're bored. Yeah. And then you go, okay, now I am comfortable. And so you have all this anxiety about what, what, if, what if one of them flirted with him, made him feel a certain kind of way. Understandable. What you got to do is turn the lights on and go, okay, if that happened and the worst, 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 worst situation happened, I would still be okay. I would still be okay. And think about that for a while until you get bored of thinking about it. And then the anxiety will go away. I love that, bro. Thank you for that wisdom. That's huge wisdom right there. And to wrap up this point too, I was writing down some things as you were speaking. So yeah. thank you for the yeah. value. Number one thing I would say too on this is it's your perspective. Number one thing is your focus. So your focus is just, it's not that you're in a bad place or anything. Not, this is a natural feeling. So number one is understand your focus and where it's at. Your focus is right now on the more or less negative thing uh, and the possibilities of living a life of what ifs. Uh, you don't know what's going to happen when you're not there and nor can you hold yourself to expecting to know what's going to be there. You can't live a life of what ifs. Okay, right. so you just got to be honest with yourself there. Change your focus. How do I mean change your focus? When for me in my life, if I've ever seen, say, insecurities, anxieties, anything like that come through, I close my eyes and I literally vision the thought. As soon as I realize consciously I'm aware of the thought that's in my head right now. So for yourself, you've felt that, oh, he's hanging out with them right now. I would consciously vision the thought coming in my ear and out my other ear. And I would vision that thought passing right through. Because it's garbage in, garbage out. Yep. I'm not going to live a life of what ifs. I, I'm not called to live that way, and nor do I have to. So I would watch of living a life of what ifs is very scary. Uh, change your focus, number one. Focus on the positives of the relationship. Focus on what's going so well, how your communication's there, how he's respectful of you, how you're respectful of him. Focusing on the positives is very important. And as well as you're going to have to focus on what's going on in the problem at hand right now. And I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think it's a natural feeling that everyone's felt. So don't 
think you're the only one first off and just be honest with yourself be like hey you know what those are my limiting beliefs everyone has limiting beliefs and the more you are focusing on those negative things in your life and comparison and all this kind of stuff uh, it'll lead to a dark road of you know you feeling down when you don't need to be uh third thing biggest thing i would say know your worth and know your value that's the biggest thing if you want to kill insecurity you want to kill anxieties you want to kill anything in a relationship know your worth and that's a big way to eliminate all that because you know that no matter who they hang out with you're the one and in a sense you'll outperform you know if we're thinking of business but you are more suited for that person i will bring more value like for myself i will bring more value to some's life for her entire life than any man could dream of doing yeah because i get to experience the love that no other man can with her so that is now my honor Right. So it's knowing your worth and knowing your value. Uh, fourth thing, uh, understand that we all have limiting beliefs and it's very important to deal with these limiting beliefs. Uh, these things in life, I feel like are always going to try to hold you back. So you, your relationship could be 90 percent positive and you have 10 percent that's just making you feel focus on the 90 percent and understand that those are just natural thoughts everyone has and submit that to the cross. Submit that before the Lord. Another thing, understand you said you love each other. OK. It's a big word to say. I don't know how old you are, but understand that's a deep word. And if you have said that you love each other, then you understand the simple thought of what love is. And uh, you can't fully explain what love is, but you got to understand it's a choice. Love is a choice. He chooses to respond to you and you choose to respond to him. You choose to love each other. Um, what little we all know of love, but... I would say each day you have to understand that he's choosing to love you and you're choosing to love him. And no matter what's going on externally, you guys have that love that you've built inside of each other. And that's something that no one can just walk into someone's life and come in. Yeah. Right. Like I don't like maybe in the beginning, everyone has a fear of that. But once a relationship goes on and give it time and stop focusing on this, focus on the positive, what's going well, honestly, is a big thing. Be honest with yourself, though. Uh, but for me, my relationship, my biggest thing is. I know who some is. She knows who I am. I hold her to that standard. She holds me to that standard. That's it. Why trip? Stop tripping. The rest is in the Lord's hands. Yeah. It's not for me to trip about because yeah. one worry can add a cubic to your stature. Never forget that, Matthew. So I would say for this, after you listen to this podcast too, look into Matthew 7 is the first thing I would do. Read, do not worry. Look that up in the Bible. Do not worry. Uh, it's very important. After you read that text, just sit down. Say, I'm not going to focus on the pot. I'm not going to focus on this other stuff, this negative or whatever is in my head right now. Yeah. Lord, I'm focusing on you. I submit it towards the cross. I surrender and I ask you to shepherd me. And however many times you have to say that you do that, anytime you're realizing that thought's coming in your head, you just let that thought come in. You let that thought go out yeah. because you understand what you guys have built. Yeah. And uh, yeah, keep growing, keep healthy. And uh, you guys are doing amazing and you're not doing something that's easy, long distance. So yeah. give yourself a round of applause. That's what I would say about that. That is so good. That's that's absolutely excellent. Last thing I will say is this, um, you know, I, I I spend a lot of time with missionaries. Yeah, yeah. And I know a lot of missionaries that don't get paid, mm, and mm. they literally just trust in God. Isn't that amazing? To provide what they need, Amen. right? And these guys are living in poverty, and it's incredible to see. Hmm. I I I know some guys that, uh, yeah, yeah. They you know guys with kids, and they just like. They just get down on their knees every single day and just beg God, like, give us this day our daily bread. Mm -hmm. And God provides. And uh, 
Sometimes he would provide through guys like me and I would go visit them and, and then I would bring stuff or, or resources to them, right? Amazing. But consistently, mm. they were some of the most generous people I knew. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because they understood that everything that you have in life, you God is calling you to hold it with an open hand, mm. right? And so, so good. for me in my life, and I, I would encourage you to do this uh, with your relationship, Everything that you have, the stuff, the challenges, the goals, mm. your visions for the future, your plans, and your relationship with your boyfriend, hold it with an open hand. Yeah, I love that, bro. Love so that. that if God were to ask you for any of these things, mm. any of these, if God asked you tomorrow, if he said, you know what, you're not supposed to be with that guy. If God asks you tomorrow for everything in your bank account, just like he has mm-hmm. done with these missionaries, yeah, right? Yeah. He goes, yeah. okay, get, give me everything yeah, and move to another country. Yeah. Right? And they hold everything that they have with an open hand. And every plan that they have, you know, um, I'm not going to use myself as, as an example, but uh, everybody has got plans in their career and in their life. Yeah, yeah. Right? Oakley's got these great plans for business. But... I know that he holds these plans with an open palm so that if God himself came down and with a thundering voice said, by the way, Oakley, uh, I actually don't want, tomorrow you're quitting your business, you're leaving that, and you're going here. Crazy, yeah. I know you would have the stubborn conviction to go, well, I'm doing whatever it is that God's telling me to do. Yeah, you have to. Because you have to. Yeah. But but not just because you have to, because... That actually is the source of your greatest joy. And at the end of the day, exactly. at the end of the day, you'd be okay. Oh, yeah. And so I would encourage you, hold everything, including your relationship, Love that. with an open hand so mm. that if God told you tomorrow, hey, I want you to, uh, to give this up. Yeah, you would. That without even flinching, you would go, I trust you. Yeah. It, and I know that I'll be okay. Yeah. And so that would be my word of encouragement for you. Um, thank you for writing that in. Wow. Thank yeah, you for sharing awesome. that with us. I really, awesome I hope person. we've been able to pour some value into your life. Cut up the dragon of chaos into sashimi. I love He's that. not that big. He's not that scary. Once you cut him up into little pieces. That's that simple. Where can they send in these questions, bro? Questions at gmail.com. Com. We love you guys. Come on now. And we'll see you next time. Sad.